0: With Adela Fortune. As always, thought provoking, hot, and topics that's never really dealt with. The hot topic this afternoon understanding burnout the workplace environment join me online to tell us more psychiatric interclinician from a case clinic megan Huskin. good afternoon hi Adila.
1: thanks for
0: having me absolute pleasure all right so listen with all the great and unnerving uncertainty burnout is a possibility for many professionals megan yeah
1: definitely so There's a lot of different factors that contribute to people possibly experiencing burnout and one of those is certainly the workplace environment.
0: Mm -hmm. And like you've mentioned, there may be multiple factors that can lead to burnout. Do you just want to give the listeners a quick rundown, just to get a better insight?
1: Sure. Okay, so burnout is basically a state of emotional, mental and physical exhaustion which is often then attributed to the work environment, but also is related to personal characteristics, things like relationships within the work environment. Mm -hmm. And often because it's directly related to your job, one of the key symptoms is experiencing a lack of satisfaction and lack of productivity at work and feeling ineffective in the work you're doing and no longer finding satisfaction in it.
0: That's a known fact that individuals who work on the front line so far as the job entails interacting with other people continually on a daily basis are, in fact, at a higher risk, right?
1: Yeah, so because they have many interpersonal relationships that they're involved in, and these are often intense, um, they do expose the professionals to a higher level of stresses. So what we're seeing is certain professions are perhaps more likely You have the risk of burnout. So things like teaching, social services, medicine, uh, mental health professions and law enforcement are all professions that may be higher at risk for burnout.
0: Mm. And maybe because interpersonal relationships are often intense and expose some individuals to high levels of emotional stresses.
1: Yeah, certainly. So because they are... um, Interacting with these people on a daily basis, it goes above and beyond just their perhaps standard job description and does mm. face additional stress on them.
0: And of course, also there's the... a lot of the...
1: external factors when you're working with other people. So right. that are intensely out of your control.
0: Mm-hmm. And not to mention the extremely large workloads, working excessively long hours. And uh, yeah, this is a pretty long list, huh?
1: Yeah, so what happens is because you've got a large workload, you tend to work longer hours, this means that you have less time to do things you enjoy, you have less work-life balance, and ultimately you just end up in this a bit of cycle of potential burnout. Mm. Okay, if you're comfortable, Megan, can we open
0: the lines if people want to pose any questions? Yeah, sure. Okay, Lister Radio's welcome to Skakel, 442-3530. You can use SMS 47913 and uh, the WhatsApp's up and going. Stay connected, 0722-380712. We're talking burnout. Are you experiencing that? And you um, Please, this is the platform to pose any questions. You know the drill, you can remain anonymous. Okay, now also... Been identified that having difficult or strained relationships with colleagues can contribute to workout, to burnout, right?
1: Yes, because it's one of the key factors within a work environment and you're constantly interacting with the people that you're at work with. If those relationships are strained, it does add extra stress on what may already be a stressful work environment.
0: But I think, really, just as the the work environment is absolutely key to the development of burnout, so too are the the personal characteristics of the employee. Yes. So
1: people who are perhaps more perfectionistic or uh, prefer to getting is done right the first time people who place more pressure on themselves Mm. they could also be more at risk for burnout and on the flip side if you look at people who have a higher emotional intelligence um, they're less at risk for burnout because they're able to actually identify what is causing their stress experience and address it appropriately
0: and so you have your different stages right
1: Yeah, so basically uh, initially you might experience some of the symptoms and if not caught, you could eventually end up at end stage burnout where really the best option is a period of time off from work to recover.
0: I think really, you know, if you take a look at most people, most professionals, because you take a look at the fact that they're slugging and slaving and they're working, putting in the extra hours and uh, then of course there's those who wants to please the boss at all times, so they're really drained, they're really fatigued. And, you know, these are the people that don't make time, that don't take time out. And so, just for a moment, I want to talk about the importance of taking time out. Just, you know, feeling rejuvenated and... um, just having a bit of me time, okay? So do not drop the line. We will continue in a short moment. Listen to our 20.3. we about the tense. a bit of a The voice of the king. In conversation with Adila Fortune. This part of the program, I'm in conversation with psychiatric interclinician from Akeso Clinic, Megan Huskings. Welcome back, Megan. Thanks. Okay, on to a question that came through. How do you know if it's burnout or depression? I'm tired, I cannot think, I cannot focus. Megan?
1: All right, so a lot of the symptoms are, are very similar between burnout and depression. But what I actually want to focus on is the three main core components. of burnout, which you won't necessarily find in depression. And that is firstly emotional exhaustion, okay? Then you also get a sense of depersonalization Mm -hmm. and then reduced personal accomplishment. So basically what that means is that when you're experiencing burnout, you will be feeling that full emotional exhaustion where you just feel tired emotionally, you're not really sure about your emotions, things feel like too much effort to feel about, all right? which is quite common with depression as well. Then we get into the depersonalization, which is when you basically, against character, are being less involved um, in your daily life and in the relationships you're in than you would have been previously. So almost removing yourself from the situation and having a more negative outlook. Mm-hmm. And that's also fairly common with depression. but. One of the main things that distinguishes the two is when we get to the reduced personal accomplishment which especially when it's job burnout is quite evident. So if you're experiencing job burnout you will find that no matter how hard you're working or how much you've previously enjoyed your job or how many goals you're achieving on a daily basis at work, you're not feeling satisfied with what is being Mm -hmm. done. You're feeling like you're constantly not achieving, you're not performing right, you're not getting your work done. And that's one of the core differences. With Having said that, regardless of whether it's depression or burnout, the symptoms are obviously concerning to both yourself and those around you. So it's really important to look into them because if you are feeling tired and you are feeling flat like that, it's normally an indication that something's not gelling.
0: Mm. And it's
1: always better to get that checked out.
0: I want to chat a bit more about the effects of burnout because an employee will naturally try to increase the efforts or change aspects of themselves if the work environment is too demanding in some way, right?
1: Yeah, so what happens is when you're um, feeling like you're not achieving and the workload's too large, our natural reaction is normally to work longer hours to complete the work or to right. take t- not take lunch or to work on weekends, mm-hmm. um, that sort of thing. And obviously yeah. the effects of that will now be reflected emotionally and physically and in our personal lives. Because mm. what happens then is we start having less time for the things we enjoy. We start neglecting our personal health, so less exercise. We don't eat healthily anymore. Um, we perhaps turn to things like caffeine, nicotine, um, in some cases, even things like alcohol, mm-hmm. just to feel like we are coping. Um, and what ultimately lead, happens is that that just depletes your natural um, coping mechanisms as well and does make it really difficult for you to keep a healthy mental state.
0: Mm-hmm. I've great to- down the the vital reserves of the individual, which are yes. so so critical to maintaining a healthy mental state to focus to to think straight definitely mm. but you'd also find that it really affects you know production the person's not really producing, although there's the extra hours, longer time, and it looks like the person is putting in that extra butt, but yeah. Do you agree?
1: Yes. So so basically, because even though you are working hard or you feel like you're working hard, because you're not getting that satisfaction from the work, it does definitely impact your output. Mm. So uh, you might also find things like procrastinating deadlines or in a lot of cases, you know, people might start coming late to work or leaving work early, making excuses for getting out of things at work. And it's not because they're lazy or because they, they're not capable of doing the work. It's because that lack of um, satisfaction is there.
0: You know, I was uh, taking a closer look at the stats earlier on and a staggering 76% of doctors were suffering from burnout.
1: Yeah, it's really quite a high percentage. and. Um, if we look at what we were saying earlier about um, the interpersonal relationships, people who are in caregiving professions, mm. things like that, it makes a lot of sense that we're seeing a statistic that high in that kind of profession. I'm just because thinking, Megan. Demanding.
0: Sorry, I was just thinking teachers as well. They, oh, I think burnout there, definitely on the increase.
1: Yeah, so all a lot of the helping professions are, are at a at a risk for that. Um, And it's often also because those kinds of professions don't necessarily have a clear-cut switch-off period. So you don't only work certain hours, you're often working beyond those hours. Teachers, for example, are maybe marking, doctors are perhaps on Mm -hmm. after-hour emergency calls, getting texts from patients, you know, things like that. Um, And that prevents you from having a a switch-off and a bit of a a divide between your work and your personal life which is really important for keeping you going strong.
0: I want to chat a bit more about how to prevent burnout in the workplace all right but let's quickly move on to the next one 40 year old female what if you're going through court case and separation and you feel more relaxed at work than at home what is it called also starting cancer treatment in Jan.
1: Okay, So obviously there's a lot going on in in this person's life And um, that can be really stressful And I think it's really important to recognize Just for the listeners as well That everyone has different levels Of where their stress level lies So while this person may be experiencing all of this And it's finding relief in work And may still be functioning okay um, In their personal life, all of that For someone else, the same situation Might be having different effects It's really important to just take note of that, that we don't compare our circumstances to someone else's and our reactions in those circumstances to that because we are each different. But Mm -hmm. what is really important is, it's really good that they do have a place where they feel that they are more relaxed and almost able to escape from their daily pressures. Um, And that's great if work is that place. Um, That's certainly not an indicative of job burnout. But um, with all the stress going on, it can be really helpful to seek external support through something like that. Um, So for example, um, divorce support groups, or even just chatting to a psychologist about all the different things that are happening, because with that many changes taking place, it can be very stressful. And it's all right to seek some extra assistance when things are going through such a change.
0: And I think also, you know, a positive work environment it's something that can be fostered by allowing for employees to strike that work-life balance you know gotta have the boundaries
1: we are seeing a bit more of a movement perhaps towards um, employee wellness Um, even if you just look at some of the reward benefits groups are offering things like that there is definitely a move towards wanting to look after employees and that's great because it is really important that people are encouraged to have the work-life balance, to foster um, positive relationships with the people they work in, to be able to you know, perhaps take more control and responsibility in decisions directly related to their work. Mm. That's all really important. Um, and within the work environment, because it's such a big contributor to potential burnout, if that environment is allowing for healthy alternatives and a place where you can voice when you're feeling overwhelmed or not challenged enough, because that's the other problem, is really good um, in minimizing the potential burnout.
0: This is a very good question from Anonymous. They're asking, how do you recover from burnout?
1: Okay, so the treatment for burnout um, does vary depending on which stage you're at. But in general, what we're looking at is a combination of medication, psychotherapy, and rest. So if you catch it early on, you might be able to, um, you know, take some medication, see a therapist for some time um, after work or every now and then just to manage what's happening. But then if you're at later stage burnout, it might be really necessary for someone to take some time off work completely to actually recover. And with regards to that as well, because the job environment and the work environment is such a pivotal point of the burnout cause, it's really important that people realise that even if they do recover from the burnout, if they return back to the same work environment they were in before a very high chance that they will have the same outcome again if something hasn't changed in the work environment.
0: True, hey? And this is now where you're thinking, perhaps, you know, this is the red flag
1: screaming,
0: I've got to make some changes.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people actually change their careers completely. um, And it is important to realize that because We said earlier there's the two factors, it's the work factors and it's the personal characteristics. Mm. So obviously there are certain things that one can control or influence in how they're reacting to things. Um, But if it's something like a rigid work environment that you're not responding well to and there's nothing that can be changed, then it's always worth looking at whether that job environment is actually conducive to your health or whether you should look at other options.
0: Mm. can become toxic to a point Certainly. Mm. Because, you know, it's it's pretty much a case of monotona, oh my word, I've got to get up and schlep, I'm off to work, oh, another day, you know, that kind of attitude?
1: Yeah, I think what's also just important to note is that it's, it's not just a bad day. So, you know, everyone has a bad day at work mm. every now and then, perhaps. Yeah. But when you're at the state of burnout, it's actually a, it's a more constant um, state of that that's stress and it's stress in terms of it not being enough um so it's not that you're overwhelmed or you're too stressed at work but it's that you're not actually finding enough satisfaction in what it is that you're doing
0: true and it is time for you to really sit and think about it you know just back to anonymous megan she's Mm -hmm. saying um she's more relaxed at work Okay. Yeah. So maybe she's fortunate enough to have a job where, or something that she really loves doing. And you know, when you're in a position, when you're in a job that you love, it is very calming. It is very relaxing. You know. So perhaps uh, this person should take a closer look at home, and and what's causing the what are the stresses there.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it's it's really great that the work is a is a release, but Mm. it's also important to make sure that it's not replacing. Um, other essential parts of our
0: life. more than so often it does that work-life uh-huh. balance
1: yeah that work-life balance again is key even if work is positive yeah it's really important to have that balance
0: and this is why people you know some people don't understand but um he loves his job he's there 24 7 you know he really enjoys what he's doing but uh again the balance key you've got to yeah. strike that balance you've got to Take time out, and uh, you've mentioned the exercise. You've mentioned getting sufficient sleep, eating healthy. That's always kind of on top of the list. And, of course, mm-hmm. more importantly, attending to your health condition, chronic health conditions.
1: Yeah, um, so I mean, all those things are things that can certainly help to, to minimize the negative effects. Obviously, also um, taking the time with the relationships around you, your, your family, your friends, even your work colleagues. Um, and then one of the key things that we often forget is actually to switch off from our technology every now and then. Oh yeah. So what happens is in a, because most of our work nowadays is is all on technology, mm. we don't actually again have that divide between work and life at home. So when you're out for dinner on a Friday night and you get an email from work, we read it, um, and it's always better to set those boundaries where you can, um, so that. You know, personal life can be enjoyed and work can be enjoyed separately.
0: Or get a personal phone and leave yeah. your phone at home and know that they cannot get a hold of you, you know. Yeah, so so that switching
1: off is really important. Um, it is. in then obviously helping you to actually focus on your real-life relationships too.
0: Mm-hmm. I just want to end off with one thing because we've got about one minute, 30 seconds. And I think what's also very important in the workplace is that if you take a look at changes – it has to occur at the organisational level, top level?
1: Yeah, so um, that's hopefully where the movement is going but um, people must just be aware of the processes at their organisations um, and what they're able to do to foster a more positive working environment. Mm. So speak to your supervisors, speak to your HR um, and then hopefully management when they're made more aware of what is going on will be able to implement processes to ensure that all employees are
0: looked after I think also another reason why people suffer from burnout and uh, you witness this you see this around you and people don't really talk about it they just holding back they're just letting it draw, but deep down they they're really suffering you know and again yeah. it does affect the workload it affects the production it affects the way the person operates focuses
1: yeah, and that's why actually addressing burnout is so important for the actual workplace as well, because if you can address the burnout and you can minimize it, then obviously it's a win-win for both the employee and the company.
0: 30 seconds to roll, Megan. In closing, your final shout-out to listeners.
1: Okay, so the most important thing is to not be ashamed to admit when things have become too difficult to handle and to rather ask for help from various sources, Um For example, you can call us on our helpline at Akeso, which is 0861-435-787. Or you can also email us. Um, Our general email is info at akeso.co.za. That's Akeso, A-K-E-S-O. And I just want to really emphasize that there's no issue too big or too small to come through those channels. Um, Everyone deserves the help that they're looking for.
0: I totally agree. Megan, thank you so much for your time and God bless. Thanks very much, Adia. Thank you. Bye bye. And that, Megan Huskins, the hotline, 0861 435 787. That is 0861 435 787. Or info at akeso.co.za.